DIY Recession Repair Remedy. That's the new DIY course we just released. If you got anything negative on your credit, if you're looking to start your own credit repair business just for the low, $27 product is going to teach you how to actually DIY your credit yourself. All right. So if you want to get tapped in, text Remedy to 914-353-4741. Remedy to 914-353-4741. You're going to go through the funnel. Don't be cheap. It's only $27. So there's going to be multiple things in the funnel for you to get to, you know, get the best results. So go ahead, grab everything you need in the funnel. Enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with beneficial information to change your situation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, give you that consumer law education, and just help you get to the next level. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to a new episode of the CAT Podcast, Consumer ammunition tactics this podcast hopefully y'all blessed hopefully y'all amazing hopefully y'all are great so the last before we get into it right the last uh episode i did as far as um for youtube solo episode you know it was a couple weeks ago if you watch the video on youtube if you're watching the video on youtube now you know i'm not super in front of the mic i noticed i was too close to the mic so you know what i'm saying i backed up a little bit just so the quality as far as y'all audio should be good so as y'all see in the title, we're going to be talking about what you need to do to repair your credit yourself in 2023. We're going we're going in on 2024. It's going to be the same thing pretty much, but I just want to break that down to y'all today. Those of y'all that's watching on YouTube, so I usually I usually don't even wear my glasses in front of my computer, but I was like, let me just have a little different aesthetic. I wear my glasses most of the time anyway, so some 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 of y'all don't know, like, I'm really blind out here as far as my vision, but that's besides the point. So updates, make sure you follow my IG. I don't be knowing if I'm supposed to be, because this is a camera right here for y'all YouTube people, but then the camera is right up there. So I guess I'm going to talk to y'all like on the actual camera, but yeah, make sure y'all go tap in with me on Instagram, Mike O. Benjamin, M-I-C-H-O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. Update as well. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the episode with Shivana. You know, she had a dope story. We did the prank on her, too. So if you haven't seen that, go ahead and watch that. I'm not going to tell you what I did in a prank. You can just go watch the video, but it was pretty funny. So y'all go ahead and watch that. And yeah, you know, we just being consistent on YouTube, more content, things like that. Hopefully y'all have been having a good week. Hopefully y'all are having an amazing day whenever you're listening to this. And yeah, hopefully y'all just blessed. So I want to give y'all more sauce as far as how to fix your credit yourself. 2023 obviously i put out a lot of consumer law information we got over a thousand youtube videos we got over 100 podcast episodes over a thousand tiktoks you know what i'm saying so i understand y'all gonna ask me a lot of questions when it comes to credit so i'm gonna tell y'all what to do as long as y'all follow what i say y'all take action y'all gonna be straight right y'all gonna get to the next level so number one before we do anything, I know a lot of people, majority of people, let's say like beginners are just going to be like, okay, dispute your information. 
And then people that know a little bit about credit, they're going to be like, okay, your personal information. But that's not what we're even going to do. We're not even going to pull the credit report or nothing. Number one, this is what I need y'all to do. I need y'all to do everything I'm saying to do so that you can get the best out of your situation as far as being able to fix your credit, repair your credit, build your credit, whatever your situation is. So number one, I need y'all to get permission. When I say get permission, a lot of y'all mindset is messed up. A lot of y'all mindset is messed up, right? When I say that, your mindset may be messed up. Your mindset may not be messed up. At the end of the day, we could always improve. I consider myself to be somebody that has one of the best mindsets on the planet. But at the end of the day, I know that there's room for improvement. But what I'm saying when I say your mindset is messed up, you got to give yourself permission to even be in a position to improve. Because you got to think about it. Credit, just the whole journey, it's like one. It's, it's like life. This is why we say like babies are geniuses because even though the scale of what they're doing is different from what we're doing with credit, the same concept applies. If a baby's learning to walk, the baby's going to fall, they're going to get up and try again. So I need y'all to get permission. Whatever you subscribe to, I subscribe to God. So if you subscribe to God, go and talk to God. Ask God for permission to allow you to have the endurance to go through your credit journey. Ask a God to give you the, end the endurance to go through your credit journey. So that might be as simple as being able to sustain yourself and control your emotions when you're told verified. Because y'all got to understand, like these credit bureaus, consumer reporting agencies, whatever you want to call them, they get paid to report the negative information on your report. Oh, it's kind of dark. Hold on. Let me see if I can fix the lighting a little bit for those on YouTube. Okay, that's a little bit better. But yeah, y'all got to realize like they get paid to report this uh, negative information on your behalf. So I need y'all to understand it's not going to be easy. So number one, you need to give yourself permission. So understand like, okay, I'm giving myself permission. I'm giving myself permission to be patient because it's not necessarily overnight. Yes, we have these consumer laws. Yes, we get items deleted in one round, but sometimes it's not always like that. It's not always going to be easy. So you need permission. Give yourself permission. Give yourself grace to be patient. Some of y'all, man, you've been through, you've been through so much negativity in your life and you're able to bounce back. So you already have a history of being able to bounce back from something. So I need y'all to understand that some of y'all are stronger than you think you are. Some of y'all are built stronger than you think you are. Just reflect on what's happening in your life, Right. Some of y'all have been through so much pain, been through so much, you know, depression and things like that. So don't let the credit journey, don't let your credit journey make you continue to be stressed out. I know it's not easy. I know it could be stopping you from getting your house, your car, whatever, but that's just how society is. So it's imperative. It's important that we educate ourselves. That's why with uh, CAT, our big mission statement it's to basically help reduce crime rate, reduce depression through the through the education of these consumer laws. So as I'm educating y'all, it's it doesn't just stop at you just help yourself and that's it, right? If you if you help and fulfill our mission statement as well, you passing the information along to your people as well. You should literally be sharing these podcast episodes and discussing it with your family, friends, you know, people that got a good mindset. I know not everybody's gonna be receptive to it. And you might be in an environment where you feel like you're the only person like that's like that go-getter, that's serious about consumer laws and all that. 
that's why we have stuff like my mentorship. It's not this episode, not about my mentorship or anything, but I'm just letting y'all know, like there's environments, even if you feel like you're alone, right? So give yourself permission, talk to God, get right with, you know, your own spirit, spiritual, whoever you talk to, right? So get permission, get permission. You've been through so much in life. You've conquered so much in life. You've probably experienced certain things in life to where you're just like, I don't even know how I got past that, right? So revisit that, revisit that mindset that you had, work on your mindset. If you've never been through anything in life, you can't think of any like negative negativity or anything you've been through in life. I just need y'all to intentionally work on giving yourself permission. Like be like, okay, I give myself permission to go ahead and get these items deleted. Even though I know it won't be easy, I'm giving myself grace to understand that it's going to take, it may take some time. And it most likely will take some time, but I'm giving myself permission. Give yourself permission to improve. Give yourself permission to mess up. When I say mess up, you sent out a notice. Maybe you didn't know what you're supposed to be doing. And you got to understand too, you don't know what you don't know. So you need to give yourself permission to invest in yourself, right? We literally have a $27 product that'll basically help you be able to remove anything. The DIY recession repair remedy. You text REMEDY, R-E-M-E-D-Y, to 914-353-4741. You can go ahead and grab that. But you don't even have to grab all that. You could, If you're watching this on YouTube, you could binge watch my YouTube. If you're listening on audio, go to my YouTube, Mike O. Benjamin. Right? I'm teaching y'all how to do it. I've, I've put credit repair courses on here. Like We literally have the resources. You just have to spend time doing it. If you don't want to spend time doing it, that's where money comes in. You have to invest, right? I know a lot of y'all. Hopefully, this episode is a wake-up call. A lot of y'all, you got straight into it. You're like, okay, I'm pulling my credit report. I'm sending notices and all that. I'm not seeing results. Some of y'all just needed to go back to the drawing board because you missed that step number one. You didn't give yourself permission. You didn't give yourself permission to mess up. You didn't give yourself permission to be able to get to the next level. You didn't give yourself permission like time, right? You didn't give yourself permission to not have expectations. You need to give yourself permission. So that's number one. Once you've given yourself permission, like intentionally, you could write it down. You can listen to affirmations. I got a whole I am affirmations video on my YouTube channel. You can literally go listen to it. Get your mind right, right? Once you've given yourself permission, now we go back to the basics. Now we go pull our credit report, right? Because we got to understand what's on the credit report. You got to look at yourself like a doctor. The doctor basically is going to look at your chart, your results, all that, break it down to you. So... How is a doctor going to know what to do, what to give you if they don't know what's what's going on with you, right? So that's why doctors, you know, they're asking certain questions. Okay, does this hurt? Does this, does this? Do you use this? Do you use that? All that, right? They're doing a diagnosis. So that's the same way you want to look at it as your credit report, your consumer report, whatever. It doesn't matter if you are just a consumer, you're just looking to fix your credit yourself. It doesn't matter if you're a credit repair specialist, consumer law specialist, whatever, and you're doing it for a client you still have to assume the role of that doctor. You have to assume the role of that doctor. The Experian Report, um, Equifax, TransUnion, all of those are your patients. So how do you get your patient's health history or credit history? Go to Experian.com, register over there. Better yet, go to annualcreditreport.com, get all three reports, right? So once you get those reports, you know what's going on on your credit or your client's credit, it's time to study it. Study the credit report. You're studying the chart. You're studying the health chart, right? 
So what are the names? What are the addresses? If you're doing it for yourself, you should know your names, addresses, and accounts. If you're doing it for a client, you should definitely have something like a software to where you're able to do a credit analysis, something something that we, we use a client dispute manager. So we're able to create the client's credit analysis. We go over it with them because we assume that doctor role, right? So go over the credit report. Look at the names. Do you have any names that are misspelled? A lot of times, those of y'all that don't know about credit, right? I'm speaking to y'all, right? Or maybe you just aren't familiar. A lot of times, names may be tied to old negative information. That collection, it might be tied to a name that isn't yours, right? So make sure the names are on point. Then when we get to the point of you actually writing your notice, it's really preference, but you could put everything in your single notice, your dispute notice, right? Your reinvestigation notice, things like that, right? So we're not going to go too deep on that, but I just want to give y'all actionable steps. So number one, we already said, give yourself permission, whatever that means to you. If it's just sitting down, doing a prayer, talking to God, okay, you check mark that. If it's writing it down, be 1% better each and every day. I give myself permission. Okay, cool. I actually encourage y'all, write it down. Physically, like, pause the video right now and go get a piece of paper and write it down. Go write it on a whiteboard or something. Put it somewhere where you can see it every day. I give myself permission. That's it. And then however, you know, you want to do stuff personally. But make sure you know what you're talking about. I give myself permission to be patient with my credit process. I give I give myself permission to mess up during my credit process. I give my permit. I give myself permission to get an 800 credit score, whatever your goal is, because words are powerful. You got to understand when we go back to words, you got to look at uh when they say how do you spell something? That's why they say spell, like you know, spell like a the witch or wizard. They do they cast a spell or something like that because words are powerful, a spell, right? So what your word creates your world. Word and world is no coincidence why they're so very similar. So what you say is gonna be what it is. That's why the way I speak with confidence, when I say like, you could literally delete any item, I'm creating that world, not only based off of the laws, but I'm creating that world. When I say something like, I got the most valuable YouTube channel, plan I got the most valuable YouTube channel on the planet, I'm speaking out with confidence because I know what it is, right? I'm giving myself permission. So you need to give yourself permission to be confident, right? If you lack confidence, just watch my YouTube videos. You're going to be a lot more confident, right? If you have a poor mindset, you're going to get away from a poor mindset. So these are things you need to be aware of. These are things that you need to be conscious of. So give yourself permission. Go ahead and write that down. I give myself permission. X, Y, Z, you know, do what you need to do. So once that's done, like I said, step two is uh, basically diagnosing. So you got your credit reports. Now you want to study it. Okay, these names are here. I got three names. I only need one name reporting. So when you write your dispute notice, you can call them too. But when you write your dispute notice, you're going to be like, this is my name, how I want this to report, the same as it is on my ID, because you want to attach a copy of your ID to your notice when you send it off to Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, whatever. And then you're going to say these names are inaccurate, so they need to go, Right. So the Fair Credit Reporting Act, if you're not familiar, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the code is 15 U.S. Code 1681. It's composed of a bunch of laws. It has stuff like the permissible purpose section, which is 1681B. We use 1681B number two. It has stuff like the investigation section, right? So uh, 15 U.S.C. 1681I, the maximum possible accuracy, 15 U.S.C. 1681EB. You know, it has different sections in there, but 15 U.S.C. 1681 is like the overall umbrella of that section. The reason why I'm mentioning it 
is because you need to understand going back to the congressional finding section and just the whole basis of it in general, things can be removed if they're inaccurate, unverifiable, right? Inaccurate or unverifiable. If it's inaccurate, unverifiable, unverifiable, unverifiable or incomplete, right? So keep that in mind, use that as leverage. So if these names are inaccurate, that means it could be removed. We're going off of the law. Y'all need to have common sense too when you're going about the process. So go back to giving yourself permission. Give yourself permission to have common sense. Some of y'all be asking nine to five questions like you like it's breathing. You know what I'm saying? Like every single day, it's nine to five question, nine to five question, nine to five question. Y'all need to have common sense. I need y'all to give yourselves permission to have common sense. Like go talk to God and be like, please give me common sense to where I'm not asking nine to five questions. You don't want to be asking nine to five questions. You don't want to have that mentality because people that have a nine to five mindset, they're very entitled. They think they, they deserve everything without having to put in any work. And I don't want you to think that you're, you're just deserve everything without putting in any work. Fixing your credit, the journey is going to take some work. It's going to be very rewarding. And the dope thing about the credit journey, your credit journey is that it's going to reveal the type of person you are. If you're a lazy person and you deserve to die poor, it's going to reveal that. If you um, are hardworking, you're going to see it, right? It's going to show in the discipline. If you go to the gym consistently, you already have the foundation for success with your credit journey. You just need to be patient. You just need to be diligent. You just need to be consistent. If it took you months, years to mess up your credit, why should your credit just be fixed in 2.2 seconds? That's a nine to five mentality, right? So keep that in mind. I need y'all mind to be right when it comes to going into the process. So giving give yourself permission. We're going back to that, right? And then um, you're going to diagnose. So names, make sure everything is good. Okay, phone number, work history, things like that, right? And then we, we're going to really dissect all the negative items. Really dissect all the negative items. Remember, things that are inaccurate, unverifiable, or incomplete unverifiable means that they weren't able to verify it in terms of this is a big thing too a lot of people they get hit with oh verified but then they're just like i don't know what to do now right so we're gonna actually talk about that but right, let me talk about it a little bit just in case i forget so in that case i want y'all to write this down 15 usc 1681 i number seven 15 USC 1681 I number seven. It talks about a method of verification. And I want y'all to put that in your letter because it's going to show you, it's going to basically tell the credit bureaus they have to explain how they actually verify the item. It's like a 15 day period and things like that. So you want to keep that in mind. And y'all got to realize too, I know some people be like worried of identity theft and things like that. It goes back to how you use it. The simplest way, like, let me give y'all a good example. So when it comes to the whole identity theft situation, it's about how you actually use it because we're going off of legal definitions. We're not just saying it to try to get over on somebody. The same comparison or similar comparison I can give y'all is a gun. So if you look at a gun, somebody might be like, oh no, a gun is evil and all that. It's evil depending on the hands that it's in, right? It's evil depending on the hands that it's in. The gun, a gun is not evil. A gun is symbolizes protection, things like that, right? But when placed in the wrong hands, that's when it's quote unquote evil or bad. It's the same thing with these consumer laws. So when you're talking about identity theft, it's about how you use it. The FTC website, Federal Trade Commission, 
literally go to their website. You can go to FTC and then search up the definition of um, identity theft. It says without permission. It says without permission. I got a mentorship program. I teach my students how to basically go through litigation if they if they send a letter after letter after letter and they're not getting things resolved. I've done this for clients. There's a reason why these credit bureaus are settling outside of court because they know if it goes to court, it could be a sticky situation. Anybody out here that's saying like, oh, you can't use identity theft as a way to get stuff removed, illegal, this, that, and the third, I'm willing to bet you they can't pull up any receipts that they've actually been through any type of litigation. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm speaking on literally what I experienced, right? It's one thing if I'm just saying, oh, identity theft, identity theft, but there was there was no receipts or anything. But I've literally helped clients go through litigation. These people settle outside of court, the consumer reporting agencies, because they know that we presented a claim where relief can be granted. That's not none of that's legal advice. Don't go into the process if you don't know what you're doing. I definitely recommend that you get a consumer lawyer. But yeah, keep that in mind. When it comes to uh, the definitions, you just got to really understand what you're doing. So give yourself permission. Really study your credit report. You got to understand what's negative on it. Once you've identified everything that's negative on it, you have to create your dispute. There's many ways to do it. I've put out so many episodes as far as how to do it. So I'm not going to get into the specifics. I'm going to use, let's use collections as an example. So collections, best practices, I always say that you what you want to do is send a debt validation notice first. So we understand the FCRA is uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, 15 U.S.C. 1681. Now, when we go to the FDCPA, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act for collections, I want to use this example because the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act is a different section. So it is 15 U.S.C. 1692. We want to focus on 1692G. There's different laws you can focus on. There's even FCRA laws that you know you can use to get collections removed, which is what we've done as well. It goes back to these are all tools. It's how you use it. A gun is not evil. It's in place in the wrong hands. That's what it is. So these consumer laws aren't evil. It's just that people just misuse them just to say anything, just to get people to click. Oh, get a free card, this, that, and the third, right? Everything I'm speaking about using these laws is things I can pull up that I've done, right? Late payments are legal. 15 U.S.C. 1681A2AI. It talks about a consumer report and what's excluded. I didn't make it up, right? It's been here longer than all of us have been alive. So y'all got to realize, like, the consumer laws aren't necessarily evil. The identity theft definition isn't evil. It's just how you actually use it. If you're using identity theft to say, like, somebody stole my identity in that case, and then you're filing, like, a fake police report, okay, that's fraud. But when we're talking about identity theft, from the perspective of the legal definition of they didn't get your written consent, literally permissible purpose of the FCRA says they need your written consent, right? 15 USC 1681B number two, it says they need your written consent to put that information on your report. And we've settled these matters outside of court based off of these, you know, based off of these claims. So it's not something I just made up and I'm just hoping that it makes sense, right? I, it's literally, we, we did it. So keep that in mind. So to those people, like I said, you know, people will say the most outlandish stuff as far as consumer laws, which I understand, you know, down payment is all this free card is and all that. They need to pull up their receipts. People that are saying that you can't use these consumer laws to get negative items removed. They probably have never been through any type of litigation. You know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind.
Um, so you're gonna pull the credit report, consumer report, diagnose it, go through it. And then yeah, yeah, like I said, so we're disputing the collections. So collections, like FDCPA 15 USC 1692G. So you want to send a debt validation notice. And y'all gotta understand too, those of y'all that don't know, valid the words are important. Validation. Validation is for the creditors. Validate. Verification is for the credit bureaus, right? So whenever the credit bureaus are doing their investigation, they have to verify the item. So the way that they verify, verify the item, they're going to go to the data furnisher, so like the creditor, and then they're going to ask them to like validate it or whatever. And then when you're sending out this debt validation notice, you're sending it to the data furnisher, the, the creditor, to validate that debt. Because you're basically essentially saying that I don't believe that you own this debt. So I'm questioning you. Yeah, like prove it. Prove that you own it. And one thing I'll say, I usually have only given this to my mentees, but I'm going to give it to y'all because podcasts hold the best kept secrets. Most people might not even be listening at this point in time. So whenever you're doing your debt validation notice, one thing we've done that's very powerful, you want to specifically request the entire purchase agreement, especially if it's a third-party debt collector. Request the, pur the entire purchase agreement. Why is that? So part of the purchase agreement is the bill of sale. They could send you the bill of sale. Okay, that's cool. But we want to see the entire purchase agreement because that's going to say everything that's regarding that debt and the turnover period. And a lot of times, most cases is going to basically say that it says something along the lines of nothing is material fact. And it's basically like if it were to go to court, they can't use that as evidence to say like how it's uh, validated in a sense. So they're not going to want to show you the entire purchase agreement. So I recommend that you ask them that on paper. This is how we get these stuff deleted pretty consistently. My mentees literally have the letter that we use and things like that. But um, you don't have to get into my mentorship if you want, if you don't want to do all that. But um, yeah, so that's what you could do as far as collections. As far as every other item, Many sections in FCRA. The simplest way I can tell y'all, 15 U.S.C. 1681B number two permissible purpose section. And then uh, 1681C-2 is a block of information resulting from identity theft. Again, if you articulate yourself well, as far as breaking down what's going on, you're basically setting up a claim where relief can be granted. For those of y'all that don't know about like the litigation process, there's a rule. It's called Rule 12B number six. It basically says that it's a defense motion you can make if you're being sued to say that the person, the plaintiff, the person that's suing doesn't have a claim where relief can be granted. And that's the most common way that they get these cases thrown out of court, the credit bureaus, like if you're suing them. This is why you have to have everything on point with your statement of claim. Speak to an attorney or if you in my mentorship, you already know. You should know how to go about the process. But um, yeah, so that's what you want to be aware of, just as additional information. So when you're creating your letter, let's just talk about that, right? Because that's like step number three. When you're creating your letter, you want to make sure you're not just quoting the laws and not explaining it. So there's a video on my YouTube channel where I said, watch me write a letter on the spot. And I went over something we created called the sandwich method. And the reason why it's called the sandwich method is because we answer we answer four different questions. So we answer the what, the how, the why, and then the what again on the bottom. So it's like a sandwich. It's layered, right? So the what, what happened? What are we disputing? You know, what, et cetera, right? How? How is it a violation? Why? 
why is it a violation, right? How is it a violation and why is it a violation, right? So, you know, they didn't get our written instructions. And then you basically, again, under what, what you want them to do. So you're kind of explaining like, delete this in 30 days after you do your investigation and things like that, right? So craft up your letter. You can buy our templates. You can go watch my YouTube, figure out how to craft up your letter. Once you send out your letter, it's really up to you if you want to backdate it or do a certified. Um, there's like a strategy to that. But I'll just for example's sake, send a certified mail. So you're going to have the green return receipt as well as a certified mail receipt. You want to be able to track everything because what you're going to do in your follow-up notice, you're going to reference the fact that you sent out the initial notice. And one thing too, this goes back to everything is setting up for court. So once you actually have, you know, you, your credit reports that you've dissected, you want to literally circle on the credit reports, violation of XYZ, violation of this law, violation of this law, each item you're disputing. So you're going to write in your letter too, the item, account number, if it's a hard inquiry, the hard inquiry, the date, and then you're going to write the reason of why it could be deleted. So they didn't get your written instructions to publish it, you know, et cetera. You could talk about one thing that we do that's big. We talk about the history of the actual FCRA. So we talk about the congressional finding section. So that's just more advanced stuff that we go over in my mentorship. But if you're just doing basics, just to get stuff removed, you could, you could achieve some success just doing the basics of what I said. So once you draft up that letter, you want to make sure one thing too, because it's a lot that goes into it. So one thing that the credit bureaus like doing, they like doing stalling tactics. They like saying that they can't identify you. It might be a third party, et cetera. So I recommend that you at least put your last four of uh, your social security number on your letter, put your birthday, your current address. If you've been there shorter than two years, put your previous address as well. You want to make it no excuses for them to be able to say, give you a stalling tactic. They'll still give you a stalling tactic even if you give everything, but that just gives you more reason to go ahead and sue them if you need to. So name all that. And then, you know, use the sandwich method. Like I said, go watch that YouTube video. It'll give you more context on how to actually write your letter on the spot. Um, and then basically what you want to add to, like I said, you want to add a copy of your ID. So, and then you also want to add a utility bill, maybe. So utility bill, insurance card, whatever, just identification purposes. So add all that. Once you do all that, if you're going on the basis of the legal definition of identity theft, obviously you need to fill out an FTC identity theft affidavit. You can go ahead and do that how you want. Um, I have, I mean, I have resources for my mentees on that. I think we have digital products on that as well too. So if you go get the DIY recession repair remedy in the funnel, it'll give you an opportunity to go ahead and get an FTC report video step-by-step step on how you could essentially fill it out. You obviously want to fill it out for your own situation because you have to fill those out honestly. And like I said, we're filling it out in an honest manner based off of the fact that they didn't get our written consent. They didn't get our permission to publish this information. You have rights as a consumer to privacy. This is li literally go to the congressional findings section of the FCRA. If you just Google 15 USC 1681, it's going to bring you to the congressional findings section and then look at 1681A number four. It says that these consumer reporting agencies need to respect a consumer's right to privacy. It's black and white right there. You know what I'm saying? So look up 15 USC 6802, the opt-out law, right? Look up the GLBA Act, stuff like that, right? So you have a right to privacy is my point.
So if you're doing it based off of your rights of privacy, you can fill out that FTC identity theft affidavit. But the main thing you want to have is your dispute notice. The way I've told y'all, right? Go construct it. If you're doing collections, you know, send it to the creditor as well. Sometimes some people are like, oh, who should I send my letters to? I always say cover all bases. Send it to everybody that's offending you, right? So you got to think about it too. If you're A, you got a problem with B, right? You got a problem with B about what C did. Like C is putting the information over there, but your issues with B, C is your problem too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got an issue with B and C. So you want to address everybody. Send it to the creditor. Send it to the bureaus, wherever it's reporting. You know, that kind of thing. So just to answer that question as far as like, who should I send to? So once you do all that, you're going to, like I said, certified mail. And on top of that, too, you want to do a CFPB complaint, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. If you don't know the CFPB, they basically govern these credit bureaus. They're supposed to govern the credit bureaus. Credit game is always changing over time. It seems now, you know, CFPB isn't really doing much. But the reason why we love the CFPB People that are my mentorship, we know that we use them for documentation purposes. We just use that as more evidence if we have to sue them, basically. But you want to fill out a, a CFPB complaint. Basically, the way it works now, you have to create an account. So you're going to create an account if you don't have one already. Fill out the complaint. Go from there. If you want to understand, if you don't know what to fill out on a CFPB complaint, you're basically just doing the same thing as what you did on your notice. But again, if you grab our DIY recession repair remedy for $27, you have an opportunity to go ahead and grab our CFPB template in the actual funnel. So like I said, a big theme is giving yourself permission. So if you give yourself permission to go ahead and get the help you need, you're going to make your journey a lot easier. If you want to be super cheap, you're scared of $27 and then possibly spending, you know, an additional $37 or $47 to get the information you need. Just die poor. You know what I'm saying? It's really up to you. Like nobody's forcing you to live a life you should be living. So if the life you should be living is a, a poor life, then, you know, that's up to you. But so, yeah, you're going to fill out the CFPB complaint. You can mail out and then fill out the CFPB complaint. You're going to attach all the documents that you mailed out. And now it's a waiting period. You're going to wait for them to actually correct the information. Once you hear from them, some items should be deleted. If everything isn't deleted, this is where you follow up with your method of verification notice. So method of verification goes back to 15 U.S.C. 1681 I number seven. The way I would construct it personally, I would start by saying, I previously sent your agency XYZ on February 20th or whatever date it was, right? And then just reference everything you did. I did a CFPB complaint. I did a FTC, whatever. I did a dispute notice. I marked all the violations on this credit report. I sent you an invoice for the violations and then reattach all the documents because you're following up with them. And then you want to apply pressure. This is what I recommend. This is not legal advice. This is just how we do it. You want to apply pressure. You're letting them know. 15 U.S.C. 1681 I number seven. I need to know your method of verifi ver verification of these items. Or I'm going to do what I need to do to protect my credit. And I'm going to go through litigation, right? I'm going to sue your company, basically. So you need to let them know that. Once you send that out, certify mail everything. You're basically just repeating the process, but you're applying more pressure. So it's like if somebody's doing something negative negative to you but you're chilling you just like okay i'm giving you a warning if you continue messing with me i'm gonna do what i need to do right so once that happens you send a method of verification you're waiting on that if they're still telling you all that verified stuff i personally recommend that you go ahead and sue but it's 
I know most people aren't going to be comfortable with that. So definitely go find a consumer attorney. You could just keep sending notices, notices. You could do as your third round, you could do an opportunity to cure, final notice, whatever pre-litigation notice is really up to you. I know a lot of people, they're always asking like, what do I do after this? What do I do after this? Credit is one of those things where it's modified to your own situation. You can literally send one notice and go straight to litigation. That's how we just uh, recently did it for some of our clients that just got results. So you got to understand it's more so about like the evidence you can actually provide. Yes, it does look good if you send more notices. I've been in both situations where I've sent multiple notices, where I've sent one notice and just went straight to litigation. So it's really up to you. And sometimes y'all got to understand that you're going to have to sue them to get what you want because they're not going to respect you. You got to understand like they get paid to report this negative information. And they know most consumers, let's say 99.9% .9 of consumers are just sending letter after letter after letter. Okay, if 0.01%, like 0.01% including me and people in my mentorship that have access to this information are actually suing them, they're going to eat that, right? They're going to eat that cost if you know they lose money or they have to delete the items and things like that. So I want y'all to really realize, like give yourself permission to understand that these credit bureaus are BS. They literally hit up my client saying, okay, we're going to delete these items ASAP. He, uh, my client had additional items that weren't even part of the lawsuit. My client said, can you delete these as well? They deleted it with less than an hour. So I need y'all to understand, like, they're full of it, right? You just got to press them. So sometimes you just got to sue them. Um, hopefully this episode was helpful. That's pretty much what it is. I just need y'all to give y'all permission. I need y'all to pull y'all credit reports, correct all the personal information. You can put the personal information that you want to dispute in your notices, right? And then, um, you know, just follow up with method of verification and go from there. And then the last thing too, which is also given permission, just give yourself permission to constantly learn. So watch these videos, listen to these podcasts and really invest in yourself, right? That's basically how I did everything I did. If you're looking at me and you're like, damn, I want to be able to quote the law like he does. I want to be able to leave my nine to five that I don't love like he does. I want to be able to get to the money like he does. I want to be able to know litigation like he does. I didn't do it for free. I invested in myself. I did the opposite of what poor people do. I invested in myself. Anytime I want to do something and be successful, I think to myself, what would poor people do? And I do the exact opposite. You know what I'm saying? So that's how y'all got to think if y'all want to get to the next level. Hopefully this episode helped. Make sure you share it with somebody. With that being said, y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP Podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. If you did, make sure you share it with somebody. Let us know on social media that you're listening to the podcast. And if you haven't gotten the Consumer Law for Geniuses FCRA Edition ebook, you sleep on yourself. So go ahead and text the word FCRA Genius as one word to 914-353-4741. FCRA Genius as one word to 914-353-4741. You can get it for only $10 versus $97. Y'all have a blessed one.